So this kid called me up, I gotta come to Home Sweet Home. I gotta come, I gotta come. I set up an appointment for him, and then he told me, okay, listen, I'm, uh, I'm actually going to Europe for like 10 days. When I get back, I wanna come see you. I gotta get out of my house. Meanwhile, his parents heard about me, and while the kid was out in Europe, his parents came to talk to me. So they spoke to me and about the story, and this kid, Nabuch, was very, very hush of a nice parents. Unfortunately, this kid was really low down. This kid was really broken. Chal Shabbos, and, and smoking, you know, just really... And they were fighting with him. It was the Ben Zakunim. They were much older people. They didn't have the tolerance for it. And, and, and they were being normal, you know? And the fighting and the fighting and going at the head, and they were like, Mamash, two broken people that, that came to me. And so I trained them, I told them this whole thing of twisted parenting, you know, the craziness, and we're going to accept it, we're going to embrace it, we're going to supply it, we're going to support it, and then your kid's going to be home, and that's going to be better, easier for him to become from. I went through this whole thing with them, very tough, two-day training, very long, intense, difficult for them, it was difficult for me, going through the whole thing. And then he came home from Europe, and like two days later he calls me up, okay, I want to come over for the appointment, comes to home sweet home. This is in the, in the time when I had both. I had home sweet home I was running, and I had parents starting to come to me against my will. I didn't advertise. I didn't want parents to come. They were just, it opened up, for whatever, it just, Mavish Hashem opened up this tzina. So anyway, he comes to home sweet home, and I put my feet up, and I'm chilling with him, and I'm like, so what's going on? He goes, well, I don't really think I need to come to this place anymore, because I needed to get out of my house, but then I went to Europe. He said, it was interesting, my parents sent me to Europe. He said, I thought I'm going clubbing. Turns out they sent me like with their Pesach Krone or something on it to go to the to Auschwitz and to hold the go to the Kfar. He had no idea, I don't know how he didn't check the details of where he thought he's going. But so, and he, he's a very intellectual, nice kid. He goes, actually, I liked Auschwitz very much. And I went to the Kfar. And he goes, and at night, I went to the clubs also. I was Yaitze, was Yaitze both, uh, both days. Okay? Fine. He goes, but then the strangest thing happened. I, and eh, you're never going to believe me. So I'm like, what? He goes, I'm going to sound crazy. He goes, there's no way. You're never going to believe. This is what I'm quoting word for word. You're never going to believe me. He goes, well, I came home, right? They look like my parents, but they're not my parents. <laughs> I'm telling you. These are not my parents. They look, they talk, they sound. All of a sudden, they bought me this TV. We love you. We accept you. He goes, I'm thinking, like, who are they? I'm like, I don't get this. And I, like, it's a few days went, like one or two days went by, and they're like, they're like different people. He goes, I think like aliens abducted my parents, took out there and dressed up like them, and they're like, and it's unbelievable. He goes, and that's why I don't think I need to come to Home Sweet Home anymore. And at that moment, I realized that if Twisted Parenting takes off, I can close Home Sweet Home. Instead of helping three, four, or five kids who don't have family, we can help 40, 50, 60 families a year, which we're doing, Baruch Hashem, by giving them a Home Sweet Home. Because everybody knows that on top of all the, the trouble and the problems that these kids have is a whole new crisis that because they're dysfunctional, because of their trauma and pain or whatever it is, they now have new trauma and pain, rejection and all the stuff that comes along with that because parents don't understand what's happening. Good parents. Nobody teaches them what to do. So I'm teaching families how to make their home sweet. That's the goal. So this kid ended up not having to come to home sweet home because his family made a home sweet home. And Baruch Hashem, they were so successful. And when I got the call that he's putting on tefillin, it's amazing. No psych ward, no, no Utah, no rehabs, nothing, no cure of program. <coughs> Parents. 
The people can't believe that this could be true. You have that inside of you. Tremendous. You know, I needed 50 volunteers and $100,000 a year to accomplish what one hug from a father could accomplish. One hug from a mother. I love you. You're mine. I trust you. I believe in you. I don't need a whole program for that. Our home street, our TP kids, we're not in programs. We're not in psych wards. We're not in police stations. We're not in showroom, Matsala. We don't need anything from anybody. It's nice when they go away to a camp that has a program. Very nice. But you are the medicine. So why do you need this volunteer and this Avi guy and this person on the street? You know how these tzaddikim mentors on the street? We don't need mentors on the street. You're the mentors. You're giving them that same ahava. You know, everybody says, the ones, you know, I got to be tough and boundaries, but then they go ahead and they're happy that that guy on the street got to know, please take care of my kid. How does he get, get in touch with your kid? He gives him a cigarette. Right? You wouldn't do that. Rules and boundaries. But Yenem should do that. How do all the mentors get? Because when you're living out in the dirt, you got to do things to win confidence. You got to. I once got a call about a kid. I went to him. In front of his house, I picked him up in a car. He sat in my car, and this kid was cursing at his father like crazy. And I calmed him down. They were going to call the police. Atzala, Shomer, it was a scene. They were mamish killing each other. Before TP. Right? And I went down, and I got the kid in the car, and I drove him around the block a little bit, and I had cigarettes. So you want a cigarette? He was 15 years old. 15 years old. When I, I calmed him down, terrific. The father called me up. You gave my son a cigarette, I'm going to have you arrested. And he was killing me and screaming at me. Underage, under, they're going to get arrested. I'm like, okay, I don't know what jail you go to for giving a kid a cigarette. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's not punishable by death. Right. But this guy could not, huh? Rikers. Rikers, right? <laughs> I mean, it's like, Mamish, like, what do you want? But he didn't hop. I needed to get the kid to show him. I didn't know him. Happens to be this kid, the parents ended up coming to me, the father understood, I don't need Avi to give him a cigarette, he bought him cigarettes. <gasps> okay? I want you to meet the boy today. I saw him a month ago with his kala, his wife, he's married, he's from, he's working for his father, he's wealthy, he's well-to-do, he's doing great. Erlich, beautiful. There, there's an end reason why we do this crazy stuff. So, the reason why... I'm telling you to do all the stuff that the mentors are doing is because your home is going to be sweet. Okay, so when your son comes back, you can tell him, I look like your mother. Okay, I look like that one, but I am a different person, and I am happy to see you. And you'll prove it, and you'll have your ups and downs, and you'll have your breakthrough, and you'll win. I have full faith in you, 100%. Let's just 